Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Pretty much everything under the sun relates to you having a happier, healthier relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us today. You know what? We've had a wonderful, wonderful run of shows here last week. It was all about real estate. We had Glenn Henderson, local real estate expert. He was running down what happened in um, you know early part of here in 2022 and what's changing. One of the big issues that's changing is mortgage rates. And guess what? We have an expert as well for that. We have Jonathan J.J. Gerotes. He's the area manager for Synergy Synergy One Lending. He's going to walk us through what happened earlier in the year, what's happening now, what we can expect. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that are changing. We're seeing increased mortgage rates, makes it harder for people to refinance, all that kind of stuff. Jonathan's also going to talk to us how to properly get prepared for this. Best way to strategically work here refinancing your mortgage purchase so you can make sure you're the ones with the offers that gets accepted. So with that, I'm also going to be talking about, hey, sad song, but it happens here in California and many other states, how retirement accounts are divided during divorce. So let's go to the positive side. I want to bring on Jonathan Droats, area manager for Sending the One Lending. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always a always a pleasure to talk to, uh, to with with and two experts like yourself. So appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it as well. Hey, look, could you just take a moment here and walk us through? You know, we went from almost a two and a half percent mortgage, thirty year mortgage rate, to a five. Um, every, see, everybody knows you got inflation and stuff like that, but could you kind of walk us through, hey, what transpired like from December on here to maybe um, July, not July, but um, you know, early part of April, and then what's going on with rate re- increases, what you're seeing with the number of people filing applications, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's uh, you know, it's uh, you you talk about uh, kind of the the not so good news of uh, splitting assets in a divorce. I, you know, the the interest rate market has not been a super positive one to kind of talk to people about um, because we've seen one of the steepest increases in interest rates um, in in history. I mean, really, um, from you, you mentioned a two and a half percent rate. Um, we don't have to go back that far into uh, into uh, 2021 last year or 2020 to, to kind of uh, realize that we hit the bottom of the bottoms for interest rates. And when I talk about interest rates, we talk about uh, long-term, long-term interest rates, so mortgage rates. Um, and so, you know, when we're talking about long-term rates, the Federal Reserve is doing a job right now. And their job is to increase rates and slow things down. Um, 
and fight this inflation. And we've seen, let's go back to just December of last year. You know, we, we could still get a, a long-term 30-year fixed conventional regular loan somewhere around 3%. And, and when we're talking about somebody buying a house today, we're talking about somewhere in the mid fives, about five and a half percent. So the national average for a conforming regular 30-year fixed loan is five, 5.5% 5 uh, today. Um, so what does that mean? I mean, that's, that's the thing. Um, and Steve, one of the things that I've kind of looked at, and, and sometimes I, I kind of chuckle to myself because I have been doing this a long time and you've been doing what you're doing a long time, is even when we're talking about five and a half percent, it's still a really great rate. It's just mm -hmm. people don't really think it. And if you haven't owned a house, if you didn't own a house or were in real estate, you know, 15 years ago, um, then you don't really realize that it is a good rate. And so we've been spoiled. I mean, Americans have been spoiled with really low financing for a really big chunk of time. Um, but ultimately, what we really have to look at is the qualifying aspect. You know, what is it going to do? I mean, and so the, the conversations that I've been having recently have been, hey, I've been looking for a house for, you know, a year. It's been really difficult to, to, to be a buyer in this housing market, which I'm sure Glenn kind of shared with you. Um, and, and it still is. Inventory levels are still low. Um, hopefully they'll increase a little bit for the buyers that are interested. But from a qualifying perspective, if I was looking at a home and I was qualified at 3% on a 30-year fixed loan, well, every percent the, that interest rate goes up costs me about $280 a month more in payment on a $500,000 loan. So I'm just basing that on a $500,000 loan. So if we look at a 2% increase, we're almost at 600 bucks. Now, what also has happened from a qualifying perspective, Steve, is that not only have interest rates gone up, but values have gone up. People have seen their equity positions um, you know, grow almost 20% year over year the last couple of years. So now we're talking about property taxes are higher, homeowners insurance is a little bit higher, and mortgage rates have crept up a little bit. And so, you know, you can look at about $1,000 a month in difference in payment. And so when we're looking at qualifying, we're looking at about a $2,000 a month in difference in, in gross income from a qualifying perspective. So, you know, that's what, that's, that's what I kind of urge people is like, hey, if you've been qualified in the last few months, six months, a year, you really have to go back and, and, and requalify yourself make sure that you're qualified to buy what you're looking to buy. What you're really saying here is this, if you're looking at that same half million dollar home, it's now gonna cost you $600 more a month just in a payment. And if you are buying it, you're also gonna be paying higher property taxes, insurance, because the value of the house is higher. So you have to calculate that in. And on top of that, you need to make sure you're qualifying, say your income's at $5,000 a month. Now you need to have a $7,000 a month income in order to qualify for that same mortgage. You being a mortgage, you know, you're the area manager there at Synergy One, 
you know what, are you seeing a decrease or are you seeing an increase in applications of people trying to get approved so they can get going before the housing prices get too high because we just don't have the inventory here in California? Well, it's a, it's a great question. I think the, the mortgage industry entirely has seen a drop of, of mortgage applications, period. I mean, that's just, that's just a reality. Um, I mean, it, for people that are looking to refinance a mortgage to get a lower interest rate, Regretfully, you've probably missed the boat on that, depending on where you are. Now, now, if your head has been in the sand or you haven't been able to qualify and you, you might be on an adjustable rate mortgage that, you know, is from a long time ago, there's still an opportunity to, to, to refinance. One, one area that we're seeing a tick up in, in applications is cash out refinances. And the reason why, Steve, is because of the inventory levels being so low, and property values increasing so much, it is a lot cheaper cheaper for people to add on to their home, add a square add square footage, maybe build an ADU, an accessory dwelling unit to rent out for 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 income, or or a parent to move into their house um, without you know kind of keeping them separate, um, and or just doing repairs and renovations on the home. And the construction costs have grown quite a bit. People don't want to dip into their savings. And again, money is still really cheap. I mean, even if we're talking about 5.5% on a 30-year fixed mortgage, it can still make a lot of sense. It really can. And so cash out refinances, those applications are ticking up because again, people do want, they're hearing that, that rates are climbing. They want to kind of capture it while they can. Um, purchase applications, or have been very consistent across the board. People are still looking to buy homes. It's just the inventory that you mentioned, it's tough, it's challenging. Um, but regular refinances, just you know, trying to lower your interest rate, um, those application counts are way down. And I'm talking about about a 30% drop in application count there. You had talked about, um, in fact, I've come across a number of people that their variables are, or the negative AMs are now ready to recast, and they're like delaying and delaying, and delaying. And I'm telling you, you need to re, you need to, you need to do this right now because you know what? If these, if they're planning six more rate increases, even if it's a quarter point, you could be at a six, seven, or eight, and you know what? Maybe not be able to refinance. So you might want to jump in that real quick. What do you have to say to that? One hundred percent. I think if if you have an interest rate that is that is scheduled to adjust, um, it's it's time to lock it into something long term. I mean, especially if you plan on being in that home. The other thing that we're seeing too is people have had home equity lines of credit kind of open for a period of time, and home equity lines of credit are tied to that prime rate where the Feds are increasing. I mean, if they're you know prime rates at four percent right now, most of them are prime plus something. And so depending on that, that size of that line of credit, um, you know, it, it could make sense to blend those two loans together. And, and you really have to look at the blended rate. You know, at the end of the day, what is the blended interest rate between this combination of the two loans that you're, you're putting together? And I'll tell you, Steve, I mean, from a cash out refinance perspective, let's, let's take a look at this for a second and say, okay, we have $6 gas prices. Well, maybe not everywhere, but here in San Diego, we certainly do, $6 gas prices. I mean, I do grocery shopping for my house and a normal $200 grocery shopping is now $400. People, it, it, the, the wages are not, is, are not staying with the inflation. 
And so the debt, the credit card debt that people are incurring right now is growing mm-hmm. 100%. It is a fact that it, it is growing. People are, are, are loading up their credit cards. And so some of those calls that I'm getting is like, hey, I have all this debt. I have a ton of equity. I mean, if you're a homeowner, you probably are sitting on a lot of equity right now on your home, which is great. That's great news. It's a great time to be a homeowner. So how can you utilize that equity to put you in a better financial position and see if it's, you know, it runs into your world as well. I'm spending all this money on credit card bills and just trying to keep up. And if I can combine all those bills into tax, uh, you know, mortgage interest, that's a tax write off lower my taxable income, pay less income taxes, get rid of the credit card debt. Even if I'm at a little higher interest rate on my mortgage, it's still a tax deduction when it comes to lowering my taxable income. That's perfect. Jonathan, I'm going to have to stop you right there. We have to take a break to to, to do some commercials. Everybody stick with us. We'll be right back with more Saving with Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. You know what? If you would like to check out all the replays, you can always go to savingwithsteve.us and see all the episodes, all 78 of them. We've been going for a long time now. We've got 600,000 plus listeners and viewers across the country and the world. And, you know, I want to send out a shout out to our affiliates at uh, AMFM 247, BBS Radio and uh, UK Health Radio. They've been wonderful supporting partners. And you know what, if you, you know what, looking to solve a problem, uplift your spirit, live a life of financial, personal freedom, you definitely want to join us and go check out the show. If you'd like more tips, you can always go to Saving with Steve Sexton at Facebook. That's Saving with Steve Sexton at Facebook. If you have a topic, and we've got a lot of them that people are coming in, go to viewers at savingwithsteve.us. So right now we're right back here with Jonathan Gerotes. We're talking about mortgage rates. Jonathan was just talking about if you've got a lot of debt and a lot of people are start taking a lot of debt because the cost of everything has gone up so much. And yes, they're raising interest rates to try to slow that down, but that doesn't do you any good if your wages aren't keeping up. And Jonathan was just talking about, hey, wouldn't it be smart to utilize some of the equity in your home to eliminate some of that debt pressure? Think about it. If you're paying a 12, 15, 18, 20% on a credit card and you turn around and say, hey, now I'm going to pay 5% on the debt that I just took out or just got removed. 
That might be a smart thing to do. The big thing here is this. You really want to make sure you deal with your spending issue. Okay. Otherwise you can be right back in the same spot, all their pressure. You just got a larger payment. So now one of the things I wanted Jonathan to talk about, which is really important because we had a lot of viewers that said, Hey, how do I get prepared for this? We've got rising interest rates. I used to be able to qualify for a whole bunch. How do I get prepared to present myself to a mortgage company to refinance, uh, maybe refinance an adjustable or just refinance or to purchase something brand new. I, I'm, I'm looking at it and thinking it's a little bit different for each. Is that about right, Jonathan? Without a doubt. I mean, it, you know, the, the, the paperwork aspect is, is very similar for all of them um, for any type of mortgage. So I think it's really just being prepared upfront as far as what is gonna be asked of you and what's gonna be required. And I'll tell you, Steve, everybody has a different scenario. I mean, if you're, a, if you're an employee at a company and you just have a W-2 wage where you're just getting a salary, you know what, we're probably not going to ask for as much information. But the things that I would be prepared to present, um, you, you're going to have your credit run. You're going to complete an application. You are going to want your pay stubs and your last two years W-2s from your job, your last two years tax returns. I would just have them prepared and ready to present. Maybe you'll get asked for them. Maybe you won't. And then have your last couple couple months of bank statements. Now, we deal with a lot of self-employed people in Southern California here. So that paperwork load does grow a little bit. If you own a company, we're going to ask for your company tax returns. If it's an S-Corp, those 1120Ss or K-1s, a partnership, same thing, a different type of tax return. Um, and, and a lot of people have been filing extensions on their taxes. So when they've, we've kind of passed April, we, they're not planning on filing until later in the year, which is fine. Um, but you will want to be prepared with something called a profit and loss statement for your business. So the paperwork load can can act a little bit different. Um, you know, Steve, there's a lot of people that are still looking to buy investment properties. And depending on how easy or hard you want to make that process, um, there are some loans out there that are that require very little paperwork, plain and simple. I mean, it really is. And all we're looking at is just the debt service um, coverage. So if, if, if it's a rental property, we don't require any income documentation. We just want to make sure that that rent for the home is going to cover the payment. It's called a DSCR loan, debt service coverage ratio loan. So it makes it a little bit easier. So let's go back to the rental properties. So if people are still looking to, you know what, uh, quite frankly, there's people who haven't taken care of their house for a long, long, long time. And they're looking just to get the money and run because they don't have the money to fix it up the whole shot. But they know they have a large enough house that's going to be give them enough money where they can move to another state and pay cash somewhere, which is great. If somebody's looking to purchase that property, refurbish isn't rented out. All you're telling me is they, they want to make sure that there is a reasonable enough rent to cover the debt. That is exactly right. That is exactly right. It makes the process a whole lot easier. It's a lot faster. And, and frankly, there's a lot of investors that are self-employed that have a difficult time qualifying, showing their actual tax returns and income. And this takes that equation out of the way. And we just, again, we look at that property. We look at um, the, the rent that can be projected from it. We look at the payment that's going to be um, being made on the property. And as long as those things equal out and we can even be underwater a little bit and still, and still get that deal done.
So it makes it a lot easier. That's wonderful to know that a lot of people don't realize that's available. When it comes to people who are self-employed, like you said, there's a whole many of them. And, you know, I'm usually one of them. So it's corporate tax returns, personal tax returns, uh, bank statements. Obviously, you got your credit reports, you need your debt report, all that kind of stuff. And you can go move forward and um, pre- present a good picture there. Now, what are the, you know, when, when somebody, um, what like, for example, when somebody's looking to refinance, there's what percentage of the mortgage will a mortgage company look to refinance? So if somebody's looking to take um, money out to pay off credit cards. So typically we'll go to 80% of the value. 80% okay. of the value. Yeah. And, and it depends. It depends on the, the type of loan. If it's a good regular conforming loan versus a jumbo loan, what type of property it is. But you can factor, I mean, somewhere between 75 and 80%. And then when we're looking at income, I mean, if somebody's trying to calculate their own, what we call debt to income ratio, um, which is really kind of all of your monthly debts into your income that we're using, we really want to stay around a 45% debt to income ratio. Now, there are, there's, there's forgiveness on that, depending on different types of loan programs. You can go higher than that. Some of them require you to be a little bit lower. But that's a pretty good um, range, right? About 45% debt, what we call debt to income ratio. That's wonderful. Hey, Jonathan, you know what? There's a lot of people who are listening to our show today. How can they go about getting in contact with you? They, they're looking at asking questions or just, hey, I want to refinance. I want to, you know, I'm a, a business owner. How do they go about doing that? Yeah, I mean, they can shoot me an email at jj at s, the number one, L.com, JJ at S1L.com, or you can call or text me at 760-522-2298. Jonathan, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I think the information you provide is invaluable, especially in the world we live in today, and it'll probably be even more valuable as rate increases continue to show. Uh, and I was just reflecting on this. My very first mortgage rate was 8%. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. you know, and I, I actually did some... Um, the, it was it uh, when it went down to four. The previous time that the mortgage rates were at four was in 1960, and quite frankly, I don't see, think we're going to see mortgage rates in the two and a half or threes for the rest of our lives. So, you know, that's just a word of the wise to the people out there. Jonathan, I want to thank you for joining us again. Hey, tell people how they can get a hold of you, how to, how they can text you or call you. Yep, uh, JJ at s1l.com or seven six zero five two two. 2298. And thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. Everybody, that's Jonathan DeRoach. I want to thank you for joining us. Stay safe, stay healthy, JJ. We need to pay some bills, so stick with us. We're going to be right back with more Saving with Steve. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. 
Join me, Steve Sexton, on the Saving with Steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Hey, if you'd like to join us and check us out, you can go to Spotify, Google Play, Apple Play. We're all there. It's just called the Saving with Steve. So just check us out. You might be able to get some guest gifts. You can see all the episodes, all 78 episodes are there. Now, hey, you know what? Big question that we got is how are retirement assets divided in divorce? Okay. Hey, look, especially when you're a little bit older, it, you know what? Divorce can be a little bit different. Okay. You, you know, obviously you're not worrying about child support uh, or custody, uh, but when you're splitting things, typically you have larger accounts. People might have pensions, 401ks, and things like that. Okay. The rules for splitting retirement assets differ depending on the type of account, like an IRA, a 401k, or a pension. And you know, it could be complicated. A transferring your retirement fund to a former spouse can have unintended tax consequences if you're not doing it properly. So stakes are high for getting it right. For one thing, you need a qualified domestic relations order or affectionately called a quadro, to transfer a 401k account or a pension rights in a divorce. For few divorcing couples, you know, they may know this, the order which is issued by a court or state agency recognize a divorcing spouse right to receive all or a portion of the account owner's defined contribution plan or benefit. There's two ways of doing a quadro. The first awards a separate interest in the account balance. The second allows a divorcing spouse to share in the payment of a benefit. So that means it allows somebody to share the, in the payment of your pension or your account balance on your 457, 401k, and so on. Okay. So if one spouse has a 401k worth $200,000, okay, the divorcing couple agree in a quadro to split the account equally. In that case, a 401k will be set up for the spouse and each one will receive $100,000. There'll be no taxes involved with that, which is wonderful, okay? If you do take it out before 59 and a half, guess what? You will be taxed on uh, tax plus a tax penalty of 10%. Now, pensions are even more complicated to divvy up. Not only does each employer have a different rule for how and whether a pension can be split, but you'll also have to hire an actuary to calculate the present value of the future benefits. It's easier to split a pension when a pensioner's spouse has already started receiving a benefit. Then you could use a quadro to split the payment by either a dollar or percentage amount. I want to make sure you're all clear. Quadros, a qualified domestic um, retirement order, okay, relations order, doesn't apply to an IRA. To divide an IRA between spouses, the terms must be specified in the divorce or legal separation agreement, which account owners give to the IRA sponsor, which is like a Fidelity or Swab, for the money to be split free of taxes and penalties, the agreement should be specified that a direct trustee to trustee transfer 
If the receiving spouse takes cash out in the transfer, he or she will owe taxes on the withdrawal. And if younger than 59 and a half, it'll be a 10% penalty. Okay, so it's really very, very important that you look at what's going on. Okay, again, quadros do not apply to an IRA. That is part of a legal separation agreement that's done by your attorneys and prevented to the IRA sponsor. A 401k, a pension are split by a quadro. If you have a pension that's being split and you haven't quite started receiving it, you have to pay for an actuary to do a, a benefit analysis on the present value of the future benefit to accurately split it. So it's really very, very important to understand those things before you move forward with the divorce. So, hey, again, I want to thank you for joining us right here on Saving with Steve. You know what? We had Jonathan DeRoach talk about the ins and outs of mortgages. Last week, we had John, uh, Glenn Henderson talk about what's going on with real estate. You know what? We've got those wildfires hitting. And we just had some here in California. There are in other states as well. We have Steve Severing. He is a claim specialist, and he's going to talk to us about, hey, you know what? You've had that national disaster. What do you do next? He's here to talk about it next week right here on Saving with Steve. I want to thank you for joining us. Hey, share us with your friends, family, and associates. Again, I want to send out some special thanks to UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, and AMFM 247. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, and live a life of personal financial freedom. Hey, we'll look forward to seeing you next week right here on Saving with Steve. Stay safe, stay healthy. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton.